Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Yes, I'm back in studio, and JC is back in studio, and we're back in studio together. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hey, this is uh, Memorial Day weekend, so I thought, JC, for just a minute or two this afternoon that we would share some history with our uh, beautiful people in our chat room, some wonderful people to remember on this Memorial Day, like maybe this man, the first man to give his life for our liberty. I mean, as we're remembering those who sacrificed, shouldn't we remember those who sacrificed for our origin? Tell us about Chris's addicts. Just a second. JC's, oh. JC's looking snazzy there in his paisley shirt and and his ZZ top. Looking, let's let me let me go back to the picture. There we go. Look at JC's shirt. That's awesome, man. And it really just pops. On that background. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually sunny in a beard. Sunny in a beard. <laughs> you know, it makes your eyes pop. Hey, Dragon's Talon back with us today. <laughs> he says, OMG, Sunny, what has Chris Ann done to you? She put a beard on you. <laughs> Thank you, Dragon's Talent, for your grant super chat. Starting us off early. I wonder if he's throwing down the Friday gauntlet, mm. the Friday super chat gauntlet. Crispus Attucks, the first man, the first, what you call him, the first Liberty Martyr. Liberty, yeah, America's first adult martyr. Adult martyr. Um, yeah. That is a good uh, a distinction. Honor to Crispus Attucks, who was leader and voice that day. Right. The first to defy, the first to die with Maverick, Carr, and Gray. Call it riot or revolution. His hand first clenched at the crown. His feet were the first in perilous place to pull the king's flag down. His breast, the first one rent apart, that liberty's stream might flow for our freedom now and forever. His head was first laid low. Call it riot or revolution or mob or crowd as you may. Such deaths have been the seed of nations and such lives shall be honored for a. Can I mention that <clears throat> that's nowhere here written. You just recited all that from memory. Oh, yeah, so. I did. <laughs> she wasn't reading that at all. Yeah, that's um, that's a poem ode to Christmas Addicts by John Boyle O'Reilly. Christmas Addicts leader of the um, resistance that day as uh, the young man was coming down King Street, having been bashed in the head by a British soldier. Mm -hmm. And uh, the rope-making crew, among others, among whom Christmas Addicts would have been, decided they'd had enough and uh, go down to confront these soldiers after... Um, Christopher Cedar had been shot only, I think, 11 days before, shot in the chest. And um, lots of uprisings and riots and things around 
around Boston under the Boston siege. So they decided enough was enough of this tyranny. They went and uh, confronted them. Whooped and, them. Uh, what, <laughs> yeah, that was as soldiers were Whooped coming them. around asking for <laughs> jobs. They had uh, opened they, up a can they, of whoop. Yeah, they had <laughs> I gotten love in that a few story. fights of their own. Uh, but what what is to become known as the Boston Massacre, uh, mm -hmm. 1770. Christmas Attics is the first to first to fall. Mm -hmm. uh, descriptions saying he raised his club, grabbed a musket, and uh, took a took a musket ball in the chest along with um, Maverick Car Carr and Gray. And, Gray. Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, what about this Christmas one? Christmas Attics. Yeah, James Armistead Laf Lafayette. This monumental, uh, amazing, amazing history. Worked as a spy against Benedict Arnold and um, Cornwallis. He was in the camp of George Washington and the Marquis de Lafayette, feeding uh, feeding information to Washington and Marquis de Lafayette. And one of the the key moments was the Battle of Yorktown, the final decisive battle of the Revolutionary War rested upon the intelligence information gathered and transmitted by James Armistead Lafayette. So you can, you can, uh, you can say that had it not been for this one Patriots work, we, we may not have America today, or we certainly would be, could be something different. And uh, so major, major role in the foundation of America. This, this Patriot, uh, Seaman is one of my favorites, James Fortin. Now, this is obvious. This, well, this may not be obvious to those who are watching. Mariner. But Mariner, um, this is not a, a, this is a later painting of James Fortin because James Fortin was only 14 when he joined the ship Royal Lewis with Captain Stephen Decatur. James Fortin was, was, as a young boy, heard the Declaration of Independence read in Philadelphia for the first time. I, I'm such a sap. I'm such a nerd. I get teared up every time I think about that. I'm just so crazy, just so, so amazing. I can't even imagine myself there at that time. But look at this, JC. He was the grandson of a slave, but the son of free black parents. Mm -hmm. His parents were free. Right. That means we have a whole generation before James Fortin free. Mm -hmm. And James Fortin was born free, joined the royal ship Lewis and Captain Stephen Decatur. His ship was captured by British soldiers in 1781. He spent seven months in the prison hold of a ship until his release was arranged in a prisoner exchange. Now, what's interesting is that the captain of the ship that was holding him as a, as a prisoner took a lightning liking to James and asked him, would you uh, come be, come back to England with me? Uh, you will come and you will live in my home. You will live in wealth and you will live in comfort. Like you can never imagine. You will be a servant to my son, but you will have more comfort and wealth then as a servant to my son, than you will ever have as a freeman here in America. 
And James Fortin, just a young 14-year-old man, said, I've been taken prisoners for the liberty of my country and never will prove a traitor to her interests. A 14-year-old free young black man said, I would rather be a poor freeman than a rich slave. I love that story. I love that story so much. But, you know, there's also women. How about the young woman, Betty Zane, who at just at uh, 17 years old uh, went into an enemy's fort with no help whatsoever, with no guards, with no nothing, walked into the powder house, loaded her apron with the enemy's powder, and then walked out the door to go supply her home, which happened to be a fort at that time, with the powder that they needed to defend themselves. The history book, the history of this tells us that there were 250 Native Americans and 40 British soldiers in that fort. And they were so, so amazed by the boldness and the audacity of this 17-year-old girl that all they could do is stand and point and yell at her. Upon those half-cleared half rolling lands, a crowded city proudly stands. But of the many who reside by green Ohio's rushing tide, not one has lineage prouder than, be he poor or rich, the man who boasts that in his spotless strain mingles the blood of Betty Zane. I'll do... I'll do one more today, and then next week we'll do a couple more as well. But Prudence Cummings Wright, she was the captain of her local militia, a 35-year-old mother of six. You know, JC, I think she deserves a award just for being a 35-year-old mother of six children <laughs> in 1775. I mean, seriously, can you imagine? Not only that, she's practically a single mom because the men are all fighting, right? The husbands, the, the older sons, the uncles, the fathers, everybody's off fighting. And so while the men were off fighting, the women had to be the militia to guard the towns. And so Prudence recruited 30 to 40 women to be the active militia of their town. She said, no foe to freedom, foreign or domestic, shall pass this bridge they guarded Jewett's Bridge, armed with muskets, pitchforks, and anything else that they could have. And the interesting story of Prudence Cummings Wright is that on this particular day in April, two men rode up on the bridge. Now, they heard the women talking before they got to the bridge. And they stopped. And one of the men said, whoa, 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 Colonel Whiting is the guy who was riding with the man. Hey, Colonel Whiting, I'm not going any further. We cannot cross that bridge. Whiting says to this man, what are you, crazy? It's just a bunch of women. What exactly can just a bunch of women do? Well, this man, Mr. Cummings, knew exactly what could happen when a bunch of women were guarding the bridge because one of those women he recognized to be his sister. Now, this poem that I have for you is actually a poem found on the Cummings Historical Family website. This is a story told by the family. And what happened was 
Mr. Cummings, recognizing Prudence's voice, said, she would rather see me dead than allow me to peacefully cross this bridge. So he left. And he left Whiting to himself. And this is the poem that is on the family page. Not one further step I ride, one who rode with Whiting cried. Tis my sister, Prue, alas, she would never let me pass. Save when her dead body fell, I turned back from Pepperell. You know what's interesting, JC? Next month, we will be right next door to Pepperell. I saw that when Janet and I were doing the scheduling. I was like, oh, man. JC, do you want to spoil your wife? Okay. You want to give her two weeks to just do a whole historical tour of of Boston and uh, of Massachusetts and that whole area. Sounds great. I would just, just uh, even if we just got like a camper and camped on the side of the road for Two weeks, we just drove around and do this. Raise your hand if that's something that would be cool to you, because I think that would be really awesome. So Whiting actually went ahead across the bridge, and much to his chagrin, one of my favorite words, chagrin, he found out what a bunch of women armed with muskets and pitchforks can do. They pulled him off his horse, took him captive, turned him over to the committees of correspondence, and found plans for a future battle in his boot. These women, these women thwarted a battle that could have cost lives and resources, and they were uh, brave, they were powerful, and they deserve to be honored, in my humble opinion. Amen. So upcoming event, guys, this is coming up, but this is really big. So this is not till July, but I wanted you to know. This is called Waves of Freedom, Friday, July 9th, 2021. And this is going to be dinner and drinks, if you do that sort of thing, entertainment with fellow Freedom Keepers. And I am going to be the keynote speaker. The cool thing about this is this is a river cruise down the St. John's River here in Florida. And um, we're actually bringing Sonny and Selwyn with us for that dinner cruise. And Colton and JC will be there. And it's on Eventbrite, but it's called Waves of Freedom, Friday, July 9th, 2021. And so join us for that. Go now. While the tickets are at a reduced rate, the tickets will go up in price shortly. So that's why I wanted to let you guys know about it today (laughs) so that you could be there. Did you? I'm. A, did you say you're going to drive a camper around Boston? Did you? Say no, no, that? no, no. I said just even if we drove a camper and parked on the side of the road. But oh, okay. I didn't think. No, you're. You're right, Dale. Say, we're not getting a camper <laughs> yeah, down. Definitely. I'm not driving a camper around Boston streets. Can you imagine the highway? I. I mean, the way we have to like. If If you've ever driven that area with JC, it's like. It's no. Boston's insane. I mean, number one, the street, the way they. I mean, there's narrow and oh, yeah. some of those yeah, switchbacks yeah, yeah. and then even the, the freeways, the freeway part of it. it it's all mm-hmm. crazy. You uh, can barely you can barely drive a truck around Boston, much less a camper. Yeah. No way. So uh, Sonny's Insta meme of the day. Sonny's Insta meme. This is your Sonny Insta meme moment is about an article. Uh, government revision of history debunked. Mm. 
She's got some things up there. The Revolutionary War was not a battle between the British and the Americans. It was a battle between British colonists and their government. Our history textbooks are full of vital omissions and intentional deceptions about the formation of America. And so you need to go to chrisannhall.com. Excuse me. I got a hiccup for a second. Uh, chrisannhall.com and read Government Revision of Histor History Debunked so that you can watch your history books that your children are being taught and know what the truth actually is. Can I do a flashback? Go ahead. From yesterday's show? Sure. Because I wasn't here. Okay. Um, I was... Was I here? You were here. Okay. You were here. I just wanted to know if I heard right. Another shooter was interviewed by the FBI before it happened? That's the story questioned by law enforcement. I, I Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember who exactly, but... Yep. On the spot. What exactly do, do we have this whole process for? Why is it? Because I was talking with somebody today. Yeah, you why, may open a can of worms with that question. Why is it? Okay. Why is it that the Supreme Court has felt it necessary to turn our right to be secure in our property, protected by the Fourth Amendment, into Swiss cheese, if it's not in necessity to stop these things. Yeah. See, that's 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 really, right. really what I want to know. You, you have to have no rights under the Fourth Amendment. Yes. But yet every single shooter, it seems. Yes. Is being tracked, tailed, surveilled, talked to, interviewed, questioned by so-called law enforcement. Mm hmm federal law enforcement in particular, uh, all before they go shoot people. Yeah. My the, rights the, uh, look what, like what they, crap, but... What the uh, Boston bombers, alleged Boston bombers, when they when all that had, you mm -hmm. know, running through houses, kicking door down, <clears throat> doors down and mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff, uh, <clears throat> we it come to find out those guys were on a watch list or something. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's it's bizarre. And then, you know, you wonder why people come up with these stories that are referred to as conspiracy theories. Right. Right. About the nature of all these shooters. Mm -hmm. Yet. Oh, and, and, and then why aren't you? Why are we surprised at that when over and over and over and over again, they all have some connection, some interaction with federal law enforcement? I know. It's crazy. The same thing, the guy in Orlando, mm -hmm. the nightclub shooter or whatever, mm -hmm. same story. The guy down in uh, um, the Marjorie Stoneman Dugman, this kid. Douglas. Douglas. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, a whole, a whole history of law enforcement involvement and 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 then they, you know, allegedly changed the policies where, oh, mm -hmm. no, we're just going to let let all these kids go and uh you know we we don't want to hurt their feelings and blah 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 and, and then he allegedly shoots up a school so it, it's it's absolutely bonkers so i don't know how how we're surprised or somehow think it's outrageous when when people come up with <clears throat> stories like i said that that they suggest are conspiracy theories trying to explain these things right because otherwise 
you're left you're right if there's not something nefarious going on right that's what i you know they don't they don't like that idea that oh because you're supposed to trust them anyway or it's a manchurian candidate or programmed or you know whatever whatever the the attempt at explanation is so they don't like any of that so then what we're left with is the government absolutely shreds our rights and 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 tells us we we absolutely have to destroy your rights to keep us safe yes yes and so we're we're left with that and if we just dismiss everything everybody else comes up with the people who are telling us that they need to take our rights to keep us safe we have to conclude they are absolutely positively the most inept organization ever to try to accomplish their task on the face of the planet absolutely they have to so be, that's what we have to accept they the, they have to be the most inept because they don't even have to follow the rules to get the job done right they have no rules they yeah. have said no rules for you do whatever you want to keep people safe. The mm -hmm. Supreme Court says, do whatever you need to do. We'll back you. You don't have to worry about the rules. You don't have to worry about the Constitution. We'll let you do whatever you want to keep people safe. And with no rules at all, they can't they can't get the job done. It, it, so so then we it. so we have to believe, we have to accept that this multi-billion dollar funded apparatus. Yeah with thousands and thousands of people are so incredibly freaking stupid and incompetent yep. because to suggest anything else yep. is just crazy talk. Right, right. Right? So wait, we I should mean, just say that. It's are. not a conspiracy. You guys are just pathetic. So why are we paying you to be so stinking yeah. pathetic? Yeah, so if you don't want people to come up with with false flag theories yeah. and program shooter theories and, yeah. and you know all this sort of stuff then okay look so we'll just set all that aside okay none of that's true none of that's plausible that's crazy talk okay fine so you're the most incompetent people on the face of the earth that we're supposed to be paying you to do all this stuff here's an idea if you don't like people coming up with explanations for this for this stuff that you think are crazy then how about you resign dissolve these entities shut it down stop taking our freaking money for something you're obviously incapable of doing which you say you have to do, and the way you have to do it is steal all of our rights. But yet you can't get the job done, and then we're nutcases when we come when we come up with explanations as to what the heck is going on here. People can't possibly be this freaking stupid. Maybe there's something nefarious happening. Like, what would you think? Mm -hmm. How is that irrational? In my mind, that's not really irrational. I may not believe in, in all the theories. I may or may not. I'm not saying I do or don't. But it doesn't seem to me incredibly irrational for us to doubt that so many people, so well-funded, making so many extreme demands upon us can possibly be this stupid and inept. So it's not really irrational, in my opinion, for all of these other theories to manifest themselves. Just saying. That's just using logic. That's not even looking at 
any kind of evidence but or JC, what somebody says. That's there's just good, basic hardworking logic. people in the FBI. I'm sure there are. I'm there sure there are good, hardworking people Everywhere. in every organization. But a handful of good, hardworking people doesn't doesn't always override the absolute incompetence, ineptitude, and in some cases, um, evil of the organization. Well, so, hey, again, I, hey, I'm not going to. The whole thing is they don't have to follow say, the rules. You know, that's my whole point. If we, if I'm going to. If I'm going to turn over the rules, they better give me some results. That's all I'm saying. If I got to sacrifice inherent rights, I'm I'm saying I don't need your results. Uh, yeah, take what? a hike. Yeah, if I'm if I'm in that railroad yard, guess what? I got my nine millimeter uh, Springfield on my hip. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I don't need you. I don't FBI. I don't need your surveillance. I don't need your protection and I don't need you. I don't need you destroying all my rights, busting into my property, looking into my stuff, listening to my phone calls, uh, into my email, uh, doing your wireless warrants and phone taps and all this crap. I got my Springfield nine on my hip. I'm good. Take a hike. By the way, I'm pretty sure I trust my 15-year-old to defend me as a marksman than anybody else around there. But the whole point is it's surveillance, it's protection, because it doesn't work. So there you have it. Hey, JC, I wanted to pull up this article because this, this is something that just irritated the mess out of me, right? So they tried in Louisiana tried, can I give you a finger quotes there, tried in Louisiana to pass legislation to ban a vaccine mandate in Louisiana House, right? Tried. Well, yeah. So that's the headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. It's more to the story. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing that, that got me, right? Scroll, 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 scroll. The House committee vote seven to six against the bill with Democrats in opposition, the Republicans in support, Several Republicans were absent. Yeah, that's problem number one. Several Republicans were absent. Okay, you are not in support of something if you don't even freaking show up. Okay, this is not a vote on whether we should name the bridge after the guy who just retired out of the Marine Corps. This is not how about whether we're going to give a teacher parent of the year. This is something you show up for. And then you just, all you get, all you get is this. Problem number one, several Republicans were absent. You know what problem number two is? What are their names? Yeah. What are their names? Well, and the, fact, just, and the fact of the matter is, it's another bill moving through that's going to get voted on so it's mm -hmm. funny the headline talks about the effort yeah. to keep you know to basically throw off forced vaccination failed that's that's, that's, that's the headline not actually accurate yeah this, this so we the, don't show this, up this legislation is still ongoing not this particular bill but yeah. there's there's a companion bill and um, so it's not done in louisiana so it just it's not done this is proper but it's just but yeah how how could you I, I, that was the first thing that caught my eye. I read, I actually read that yesterday as I was looking at stuff. And that was the first thing that jumped out of me. You're, you're not even there. Like who are those Republicans? Really, I want to know really Louisiana Republicans. You just don't show up. You, you oh, but JC, it wasn't that big deal. 
we have other bills to vote on for this. You know, we, we have other things to do. Um, there's more legislation coming up. We don't have to show up for this. Yeah. I, How hard is your stinking job? Oh, let's see. Yes. No. Show up for work, please. You're getting paid to do a job. Show up for work. I don't even care if it's like a stupid bill. Vote no for the stupid bill. Don't just not show up. Well, and this is, I mean, you're talking about you you can't show up to stop forced vaccination in your state. Yeah. You just, just, you just don't even come up. to work. I, really? Please. Please, please, please. Louisiana. Talk. Hello. What's going on? Okay. Talk about forced vaccination. Let me let me tell you this story. Now, this is not on the news. This comes down through my own wire, right? From the people that we know in Idaho. This is Canfield, Canfield Middle School. And today, parents are meeting at the school between 7.30, a.m. and 9.30 a.m. I guess they met there, right? Mm -hmm. Because... The school has been pulling children out of class and giving them the COVID shot without parental consent or parental knowledge. So children, 14 years and older, parental consent not required, being pulled out of class to give the shot. Here's the statue, people. The Idaho statute says uh, that minors don't have to have consent to treatment of certain diseases. They don't need to have parental consent right here. Parents, parents or legal guardians shall not be liable for payment of any care rendered pursuant to this section because the consent of the parent, here it is, the consent of the parent or the legal guardian of such minors shall not be necessary to authorize hospital, medical, and surgical care related to such disease. Can you believe that? Seriously. If the government says there's an infectious, contagious, or communicable disease, they can give these children surgical procedures without the permission of the parents in the state of Idaho. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's why you need to hang on to your veto power. Yes. Well, and that's why you don't send your children to government school. I will not be surrendering my veto power. I will, I will not be involved in a cash for veto power uh, exchange. Yeah. A veto power buyback. Yeah. I will I will hold on to my veto power. Yes. There will be no. Well, buyback. here's the thing. Don't send your children to government schools and they won't pull them out of class and vaccinate them without your permission. See, most people don't realize, JC, that the United States Supreme Court has said that when a child is in a government school, the child's parents are the school district. It's called in loco parentis. It is a legal term that's just Latin for the parents of location and the Supreme Court. So this is national, guys. 
The Supreme Court has said that if you're, while your child is in school and on campus, the school has greater parental authority than the parents. The government, i.e. the government, has greater parental authority than the parents, which is how they can have stupid laws like this. I mean, I, I just, can you imagine somebody trying to pull Colton out of the house? No. I, 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 you, I, well, first off, they'd never pull Colton out of the house. Right. but Because we have a child that can accurately defend himself, right? <laughs> Connie says, oh, hell no. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I can't I can't say a lot because they probably pull our show. But, I, you know, Colton obviously would never be in public school. But yeah, if, if that were to happen, mm -hmm. I mean, I can't imagine being some of these parents who you, you show up and your kid's been vaccinated against, you know, Without your permission, without, your, without your even knowledge of it happening? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I would not be able to continue this podcast anybody, or, or any public appearance. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen um, uh, The Equalizer? Has anybody yeah, ever I, seen any of those Liam Neeson movies taken? <laughs> I mean, right. we, those are like little flashes of what might happen with the whole household if something happened like that. It would not be pretty. It's crazy. Not be pretty. Yeah, you, you, they would all be force vaccinated <clears throat> by the end of the day. Yes. Whoever force vaccinated my child will, would be force vaccinated in return. Yep. Hey, an eye for an eye, I reckon, right? So this is an interesting story, and I wanted to show this for uh, not just not just for the purpose of the legislators who are standing up in this manner, not just simply. Wow, did you see that happen? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So what we have are Maine legislators in Maine who are refusing to wear the mask as the House leader has demanded by policy, mm -hmm. right? So let's just show you this little video in here. Seven state legislators today defied the rules requiring masks to be worn audio. inside the state audio? house yeah, and as a result have been removed from their legislative committees. Seven lawmakers, six Republicans and one libertarian went into the state one house as a group apparently to challenge the mask requirement, saying it is contrary to the governor's recent order to allow people inside other buildings without masks. Capitol Police informed them of the rule, but the legislators went into the building anyway. So this afternoon, Speaker Ryan Fecto announced he was removing all eight from their legislative committee assignments for refusing to follow the rules. Isn't that interesting? So you have the speaker silencing the representative voice of seven house districts in Maine. I just, I want to say that again. So it like sinks in what the reality of the situation is. You have one representative silencing the representative voice of seven districts in Maine. This is what happens with this wicked, wicked way 
we have run, we are running politics now with like Senate presidents and House speakers and House leaders who have so much power that they can write rules. Let me just say this. This, the, they're writing rules to determine the criteria under which people in their state have representation. They have a constitution in Maine that establishes Maine as a constitutional republic that establishes the, the order and the, the authority of the legislative branch, the order and the authority of the executive branch. Number one, the executive branch does not have the authority to issue laws to require people to wear masks. That is not in the Maine constitution. And the Maine constitution says there will be equal application under the law. All people are equal under the eyes of the law in the state of Maine. And yet what we have now, and this is not just Maine, I'm, I'm, this is everywhere, JC, this is every state in the union. This is the United States Congress mm -hmm. because you have this idea that this person who is simply the speaker of the house is just another legislator is just another legislator. Like any of the rest. Yeah. So you and have now, a single legislator controlling the districts of other legislators yes. district that he does not represent does not. And he's telling those, those voters in those districts, you cannot have a representative. You cannot. So you have one representative of a district. This is where every, telling other districts, you don't deserve representation because we don't agree with your representatives. This is where every voter in all seven of those districts should should now be at the state capitol yes backing their representative absolutely because this one man just took your representation just took it boom gone because because he didn't like their 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 opinions did not like how they stood did not like what platforms they stood on yeah. did not like and that they refused to obey an unconstitutional mandate not just of the governor but of the the legislature yeah and and think about it it's it's not a fine right he didn't say here's a fine there's 50 bucks 100 bucks whatever but you're removed from committee. You have no input right. on legislation. You have no voice in legislation. And if you don't understand how important committees are, then you don't mm -hmm. understand how how government works. Because you see, committees stop vote bills from actually hitting the floor. The, the real representation doesn't happen until a bill hits the floor. And so we've already redesigned Republican government with these committees that have unilateral rule over legislation to decide which bills get to the floor or not. And then you compound that with the fact that the Speaker of the House can override a committee and never let a bill to a floor. Even if it passes through committee, the Speaker of the House can say, no, we're not letting it go to the floor. Well, I'm very thankful we have disruptive legislators. I am too. These people that I'm very encouraged by that. Make a scene, make a fuss and are non-compliant. I love it. We need more. We need more legislators like that all over this country in every state. So, um I thought JC you would like this this thing because this is very critical race theory, very 
proving of your point, very vindicating. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've heard this, but the co-founder Patrice colors mm -hmm. is, has resigned from bureau from the, from the BLM uh, because the head of the New York city BLM chapter is demanding a probe into her spending $3 million on four luxury homes while she's fighting for the rights of the impoverished minorities. Yeah. She sets herself up to be a fat cat. Fat cat. BLM brought in $90 million in donations last year. $90 million in donations. And it was funneling to her. She actually, the New York City uh, chapter calling for this probe has also said that she is funneling, funneling money to her baby daddy's art gallery. Mm -hmm. You know, because she's concerned about the rich people keeping the poor people oppressed. Yep. And she's in power. Okay. Let's, let's review. <laughs> let's review. Because these are neo-Marxists. Remember, critical race theory has nothing to do with race. It's mm -hmm. neo-Marxism. Okay? So, uh, the socialist umbrella. Marxism under a socialist umbrella. So what, what did we say was the definition of this? It is not a move of the poor against the rich. It is not about redistribution of wealth. It is about consolidation of wealth to those at the top. Mm -hmm. so that they can control others and shape the world to their own visions. It's about robbing you so they can enslave you. So it is, it is a scheme for enriching an oligarchy at the top. So this is, and, and hats off to her because she's climbed from uh, street level revolutionary now to enter the ranks of the oligarchy, or at least she's climbing in that direction. And so her actions reveal what the entire socialist scheme is about. This is what it's about. The, here, the funny thing is, this is the funny thing. It's the head of the New York City BLM chapter who's the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> the head of e either they're jealous because he, th yeah, or he didn't they're get so he didn't get cut. stupid. <laughs> that they do not understand the system that they're promoting. Yeah. The apparently the New York City BLM chapter does not understand that the neo-Marxist system that he supports, he or she supports, is simply a money laundering scheme mm -hmm. to enrich the slave masters. And she has found a path to become one of the wealthy slave masters. So either New York City is jealous or uh, they're clueless, useful idiots. All right, now watch So this. she's in fact doing absolutely that which is consistent with Marxism. Now, it's not consistent. You can switch, switch over to me. I want, I want, you, I want to under, people to understand the difference. So what she's doing and what she's been exposed to have, to have done is not consistent with the narrative, the narrative that is transmitted to the useful idiots. Okay. So the cover, the narrative for neo, this neo-Marxist ideology is redistribution of wealth, 
we're going to take get rid of the rich people and we're going to spread the money around. Everybody's going to be in good shape. So this is why they call out the hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy to the narrative. OK, so what she's doing is hypocritical in light of what she says. But the fact of the matter is what these neo-Marxists say is not true, is not true to their ideology. If you want to know what it's really about, you watch what they do. And so what she's doing is consistent with the reality of Marxism. It is not consistent with the the false narrative that they peddle mm -hmm. to the idiot college students and the useful idiots on the street who think they're going to get free stuff. And that's what neo-Marxism is all about. Right now, it's here's not. here's the interesting thing. Watch this now. So pay attention. Who's asking for the probe? The head of the New York City BLM chapter, mm -hmm. right? But if you go to the mainstream media news, yeah. right? She's stepping down because uh, was, I've created an infrastructure yeah, and the support the was necessary. I feel like this is the right time. Yeah. Nothing to see here. And then they they start asking her and they say, oh, what what's what what's the, the problem? What about the criticisms? Oh, oh, well, that's a conservative right, right wing, wing attack. attack. Uh, a conservative no, <laughs> right wing attack. No. Um, is your head of the New York City BLM chapter a conservative right winger? Uh, no. So it's not this is not a conservative right wing criticism. This is this has come come from their within their own organization. It's not about infighting. It's not about attacks. This all attacks from the right. Yeah. Uh, so it's garbage. This yeah. tells you. This tells you that um, where there's smoke, there's fire. So what this tells to you, since since we know she's lying, right? Mm -hmm. When she's mischaracterizing and deflecting about it being right wing attacks, when right. that's not the case. Right. So therefore, you know that this is a cover up. Right. She thinks there's more. <laughs> there's actually more there than this. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, she wouldn't be running. Right. So right. There's actual fraud. There's baby daddy money. There's yep. embezzlement. embezzlement. So, so she's running and running scared. But it's, it's okay. not a right wing Noth attack. Nothing to see here. It's just the right time for her to move on. She's 37. She worked yep. hard. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's the whole point. They, they leverage this false narrative mm -hmm. of redistribution of wealth. You know, we love black people and we're trying to protect them. We love, you know, this oppressed group, that oppressed group. Yeah. Uh, she's concerned about those. Uh, only, were she's right only concerned about tried to discredit my By character. the way, what is what is this about her baby daddy uh, thing? Because she's a lesbian along with the other two. So she 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 has a baby daddy as well. She does. She has the father of her only child has an art gallery hmm. and allegedly, according to the head of the New York City BLM, she was also funneling money to his art gallery. Hmm. Yep. So, so there you go. Obviously, she wasn't a lesbian her whole life. Um, so, you know. Who knows? Who knows? But those were right-wing attacks that tried to discredit my character, and I don't operate off what the right thinks about me. Um, okay, so you're... BLM chapter head is a right winger, I guess that. 
Isn't nice exposing these idiots? I know. I think it's they're, absolutely they're such great. Liars. They such are such liars. And then the media just repeats this garbage. Yeah, CNN and CNN yeah, is all on it, covering today. for her, and right. USA Today covering for her. Yeah, she's. I a mean, hero. the whole thing is just. It's just crazy. They're it's hucksters. absolutely crazy. I mean, they're total. Nothing to see here. She's worked hard. She deserves her her retirement at 37 yeah. after pieing for, oh, and Snopes. There is no evidence that she used BLM money to buy four luxury homes for $3 million. Oh, really? What's her other job? <laughs> What's like, her other job, Snopes? What is? What is, what's the how other much revenue money did stream? she bring into the BLM, yeah. right? What's, she's her, what's the other, what's her? What's her uh, second job? Her other <laughs> occupation, her other revenue stream? Yeah. She's not spending BLM money. Really? What money is she spending? Where else does she get money? It, you know what, JC? It doesn't even matter because even if she is uber rich, it, she's preaching against her own herself again. Because once again, it's the uber rich mm -hmm. trying to enslave the minority. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the that's the false narrative but the if cover not, story that they peddle. Yeah. And you know, the, what just If they don't go in uber rich, they're going to be uber rich when they come out. Of course, out. that's the goal of the system. But what what like is confounding? What is confounding is how many of the useful idiots don't get it. So uh, so at this point, you know, <laughs> I I don't know what's going on with with New York City BLM. Uh, Nate and Matthew say her her other job is being a witch. She is that. Yes, they are cultists. They are. They are. Um, yeah. Anyway, they talk. She talks. They talk. They all three talk about channeling the spirits to help them do what they do. To. Oh, I bet they do. So. I bet they do. Yeah. I know what spirits they're channeling. Yeah, too. it's not a good spirit. No, nope. that's for sure. Nope, nope. Yeah, but I mean, Snopes, come on, bunch of <laughs> hacks. So that's the kind of stuff they they cover for this and make all kind of excuses and jump through hoops to come up with justifications and apologies for all this uh, this this garbage. Well, guys, that's the end of our show for today. Um, but good. I'm but I'm glad Monday I, is I'm Memorial glad, Day. I'm glad the hypocrisy is on display. Though. I mean, yeah. so much so well, that not even, for anybody who watches CNN or no, but even her own yeah. organization calling right. her out. So you see yeah. the hypocrisy on display. Maybe, maybe some of these morons will and uneducated will begin as these things start piling up, piling up, piling up. Because she's not the only one. Look at Bernie Sanders, and when you go down the list, this is always how the scheme works. Maybe they'll start noticing. Maybe, just, maybe enough of these stories continue enough of these leaders keep doing the same thing like this that they always do well they uh, keep doing it they get caught their narrative yeah uh maybe these folks will wake up they're all they're all the problem is you know is, they're always fighting each other yeah the problem is somebody did wake up his name was malcolm x and when malcolm x yeah. woke up they put him down they put him down so there you have yeah. it That's why i just I said, noticed you have to wake the, up in mass the cnn articles written by stella chan she is such a hack. They're all hacks. They're giving me Goodness a break. Goodness. He's CNN. All right. The hacks are us. Well, guys, happy Memorial Day weekend to you. Be blessed. Say thank you to your friends and family members. Thank you to those who are fighting and defending liberty. You don't have to put on a uniform to defend liberty. We're going to have a show where mm -hmm. we come back and watch JC's beard grow. Yeah, remember, bearded lives matter. Bearded lives matter. God bless you guys. See you next time.